Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you know you're listening to a great show. We got awesome stuff for you. We got some hoop. NBA free agency is upon us. Uh, The Olympic team took down the Spaniards last night in uh, what was was dicey at the time in the first half, down nine points, made a run at the end of the first half, took the lead in the second half, and and never uh, never relented. David Thorpe will join us, of course, as coached and 
uh, worked out. So many of these players understands international basketball. Talking about the Olympics, about what we saw last night, and about so many of these free agency moves. Let's let's get into the football as so many of these teams are are um, are at practice and at workouts. And I don't. What, what we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to think of things in linear fashion, right? Linear fashion. What is linear fashion? What do I mean by that? Um, the Indianapolis Colts yesterday, we found out they lost Carson Wentz for, oof, it's going to be a while, right? A couple months. What, 5 to 12? He's having surgery on his foot. Then today we found out that the Colts lost their star uh, right guard, Quentin Nelson, also out 5 to 12 months, also out with a foot injury. And so the Colts, a team who they're over under, if you go to Bet Rivers Sports, they're over under is 10 wins. A team that opens up, albeit at home, with Seahawks, playoff team, Rams, playoff team, Titans, playoff team, on the road, by the way, at Dolphins, at Ravens, before they get to the Texans. Whew. A team that won 11 games last year, a team that's in a division, which is kind of a layup for them, right? I mean, you got Jacksonville, which is rebuilding in Houston, which they don't even not even dressing Deshaun Watson when they go to pads. Ten wins was an easy pick before injuries. You're like, well, you know, a harder schedule, but you got all those. You got four set wins, and then you have the Titans. Worst case scenario, you split with the Titans. You got five wins. All you need is five more. Remember, you're playing 17 games this season. But man, you open it. Remember how they open up. You're not going to have the best guard in football. You're not going to have your starting quarterback. Even if you go out and find a way to get another quarterback, Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Texans, Niners, Titans. Yikes. But instead of looking at it in linear fashion, linear fashion is, well, over under is 10. You take the under there. You can kind of cancel Christmas. Their season's going to be a wash. All good. But the the bigger story is because, yes, you, you, you can find a Carson Wentz out there, whether it's Nick Foles in a short period of time or whomever they decide, you know, maybe they give Jacob Eason because he's got a cannon for an arm. Maybe they let Sam Ellinger go out and run around back there and make plays and run some zone read. It's not like their coach doesn't have a history of doing that. Going back to last year with Jalen Hurts, you just try and make it work until the starter gets back. But when Eric Fisher's out, Quinton Nelson's out, even Ryan Kelly, their starting center, has been injured, and they don't have their quarterback, I think you look at the bigger picture, and you start to go, well, it's not just that you chalk up another win for the Seahawks and the Rams early on that you would have thought might have been a loss, but now a, another playoff spot becomes available. That's how it works. That's how it affects the entire league. I'll give you the, the parallel in basketball is really simple. In college basketball, Michigan State, for the last 20-some-odd years, really 23, 24 years, Let's just go 25. It's not really 25, but close enough. Yeah, 25. 25 years ago, 
Tom Izzo coached his first season. They weren't great immediately. It wasn't until 2000 when they won a national championship. They've been to multiple Final Four since, but they've never won a national championship since. It just so happens to coincide with the fact that Michigan was on probation. Michigan being on probation, if you look at it in a linear fashion, killed Michigan basketball for a good decade. First, they were on probation. Then they came back. Then they went through a couple coaching hires. Even Tommy Amaker couldn't win there. Right? Tommy Amaker won at Seton Hall. He's won at, won at Harvard. He couldn't win at Michigan. They needed to fix their facilities. Other stuff needed to be rebuilt. But Michigan basketball, ever since, once they recovered, obviously they've been very, very good ever since behind a couple of different coaches. But the point is that Michigan's downfall led to the rise to the rise of Michigan State basketball. Right? Oklahoma has been the dominant team most of the past decade in college football. What does that coincide with? It coincides with the turnstile that is Texas football with their coaching staff and their inability to find the right guy since Colt McCoy graduated. Some one team, many teams often benefit from the downfall of a, of a competitor of a competitor. You know, look, look around any of your favorite sports. And when a team that traditionally is strong has a down year, right? I mean, look, what led to the rise of the suns in the West Lakers injuries, the Warriors injuries, uh, the Nuggets injuries, everybody in the West was hurt. So that, that to me is the story. You can find another quarterback. You can't find another Quentin Nelson. Because at this time of year, there are quarterbacks who are the odd man out. There are quarterbacks who they're overpaid. There are there is Nick Foles. They're not trading Deshaun Watson in division, but there's Jimmy Garoppolo. There's Nick Foles. There's Deshaun Watson. There'll be others. Okay, there'll be others. There's others that I haven't even. I don't need to go into mentioning. But maybe maybe Tua Tungavailoa becomes your quarterback because <clears throat> the Dolphins want Deshaun Watson. It's possible. But the point is that while you can get a quarterback, you're never going to find another quality guard in the market right now. And when you lose a guy who your team is built around on that offensive line and you're playing a difficult schedule and then you lose your quarterback, good luck with that, especially when you have a uh, front-loaded schedule. So I think... Oof, these are absolutely going to be tough days for the Colts, but I, I don't think you look at it from simply a Colts perspective. I think you look at it from an entire AFC perspective. Here's Nick Foles when asked about the Colts losing Carson Wentz to injury. This is yesterday. Frank Reich is one of my favorite, if not favorite coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. He understands me as a person. But, you know, right? I, I haven't had any talks with him. I don't know. I'm a Chicago Bear right now. He knows me. He understands. I mean, y'all watched the 2017 season in the playoffs where he changed the offense and built it around me, and y'all saw what happened. So he understood my mentality as a player. 
and he was able to build it around me and put me in a successful position and my teammates. Carson and I have a lot of history. I have a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back and he might miss a few games, but I know he'll be back out there, but we haven't had any talks. So right now I'm a Chicago Bear and I'm going to keep slinging with these third stringers and we're going to dice them up. Okay. So, I mean, obviously that was a come and get me, come and save me. Please, 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 dear God, do you have the cap room considering the the, the cap hit is uh, $6.6 million this year for the Colts. The dead cap is $14.3 million. So all of that has to be adjusted. But can, can you imagine if you're Carson Wentz and you finally get to a new home to play for your old coach who has a really good offensive line, then you get hurt and then your guard gets hurt and then everybody's like, hey, why don't you go get Nick Foles? You mean the guy who won the Super Bowl? When I was going to win the MVP, sure, let's go do that. What a crazy series of events we're seeing in Indianapolis. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up. Oh, we, we, got, we got breaking news. Let's go to Dan Byron. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Doug, the Lakers are at it again. A report from ESPN says the Lakers have agreed to a one-year deal with Carmelo Anthony. Lakers also agreeing to terms with Malik Monk and ESPN saying that the Steph Curry extension with the Warriors is finalized. Four years, $215 million. Mark Stein actually had it yesterday that the sides were close to terms. What ESPN is saying is that Curry's extension will be added on to the final year of his current deal, which expires after next season. But anyway, Carmelo Anthony going to be a member of the Lakers. What are the Lakers doing? What what are you doing? Uh, the the A A R the Lakers spelled A A R P. I do I get it that Carmelo Anthony has shown the ability to be a stretch three four and make shot. Yes. Will they have Anthony Davis defending the rim? Sure. They're the oldest team in the NBA, and they're getting older. Oh, what I I don't understand this plan. I don't. I mean, like, look, it's pretty obvious what the plan is, but I, I have. I... Okay. 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 Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, oh, yeah, the Lakers. So, like, look, in and of itself, when when you... When you you got to be fair about things, right? Like I think letting Caruso walk was a mistake. They could have used a mid-level exception for him. Um, could they have still gotten Carmelo Anthony? Yes. Would the money be a little bit less? Probably. But if you want to come for, play for Lakers, compete. Like you're, Carmelo Anthony's not playing for money anymore, right? Like he's made a ton of money because he's been a star in this league, and now he's more of an ancillary piece. But I. I I, if you said, hey, the Lakers added Carmelo Anthony, like, okay, like Carmelo has shown that he'll take a role where he'll come off the bench or he'll be a corner spot up shooter. They are like, I like the fact that, I mean, the idea of LeBron 
He ain't going to play 82 next year. Anthony Davis ain't going to play 82. And now you have a, another guy on the floor, and uh, Russell Westbrook, who can create shots for himself and for others. And now you have uh, Carmelo Anthony, who can make shots, right? Like all that, that in and of itself, fine. But when you see the ages, like Dwight Howard, they brought back. And Dwight Howard physically looks like he's 25 years old. He's not. The older the pieces, it's just like an older car. Right? So I have a friend. This is a true story. I have a friend that owns a... uh... John, do you know what my favorite movie is? Oh, boy. Uh, Is it Shawshank? No, I love, I do love, do okay. love some, do love some, uh, some Shawshank Redemption. I do love some Shawshank Redemption. You wanna, you wanna take a guess? <laughs> I thought that was a guess, but <laughs> okay. You wanna take another guess? Oh, uh, give me a hint. Okay, how about uh, Bayer? Do you want to? It's, it's a movie that actually, uh, I believe, came out in 1977. Oh uh, boy, Star Wars. Uh, close, although I do love some Star Wars. I do love some Star Wars. 77. Well, is it a sci-fi movie? No, it's Smoking okay. the Bandit. I'll solve it. Oh, really? So, okay. Burt Reynolds? All right. Burt Reynolds, Sally Fields. Jackie uh, Gleason. Jackie Gleason. First thing I'm going to do when I get home is punch your mama in the mouth, right? Like, you think that line would make it to a movie in 2021? Um, anyway... 1977 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. You familiar with the car, the the, the Bandit, Bandit One? Uh, by the way, it sold recently for $240,000. Wow. Right? So I have a buddy who has, I think he has a 79, but it's the same car. It's got the T-tops and everything. And every summer I see it, and every summer I say, hey, man, let me know when you're going to sell it. I'm going to buy it. Right? So, uh... He wants to sell it to me. And obviously, like, you're like, oh, boy, now I got to figure out how much do you want for it? How much is it worth? And I said, well, so he, in the summer, he runs a summer camp in Maine. So I was like, well, I'll just drive it back. I'll fly out there and, you know, take my Comrex unit where I can broadcast from anywhere and I'll periodically stop and grab a kid, take him with me. We'll drive across this beautiful country. Just like just like the bandit, right? We'll run from the cops. We'll hide from the cops. Uh, there'll be no frog in the in the uh, in the in the passenger side. But and he was like, you know, the, the the seats aren't the most comfortable in the world. You ever driven a classic car? Like I used to have, as you guys you know, I used to have a VW bus. They look cool. I got the engine redone. You know, it it was a great engine. It was really, but classic cars don't have. Some of them don't have power steering. Some don't have air conditioning. The air conditioning doesn't work, right? It ain't like you can get, you can get satellite radio or, you know, you can't plug in your phone. There's no Bluetooth, <laughs> you know, you don't have, you can't push the buttons. And like, I have a car that's pretty technologically advanced. I have a car that you can move without being in it. And this is a true story. My car, it's like, you think if you would have thought of Kit, you remember Kit from Knight Rider? Like my car is basically like Kit, right? I can do all kinds of things, including turn it on, turn it off, change how fast it can go, everything without being actually in the vehicle. So to go from that to the older 
and what's the other thing about older cars? They break down. Doesn't matter how well it was made at the time. It was made, and don't give me this one. They don't make them like they used to. You're right. They make them better. They do. The Lakers are old. I can like the Carmelo at move. I can like the, the I, I can understand the Westbrook move. I can understand the Dwight Howard move. But when you add Dwight Howard and Russell Westbrook and Trevor Reza and Carmelo Anthony, like, what are you trying to win? The 2010 NBA championship or the 2022 NBA championship? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Charles Robinson is our guest. Of course, he's got the uh, Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, and he's a senior reporter for the NFL. Charles, how are you? Doing well, brother. How are you doing today? Good, man. I was at Chargers camp on Saturday. That's not a humble brag. That's uh, it's. I was standing there with some of their brass. As a matter of fact, with their owner, with a couple of the Spanises, and they were like, "It's great to have the fans back. It just it feels feels better. It feels more to say the energy is back." Have you have you been to camps yet? I've been to five. I've been to five already. And does it yep. does it feel back? Does it feel more the way it's supposed to? If it's close, yeah, it's definitely close. I mean, you get to um, you know, I, I kicked it off with Dallas. The stands were packed. Like it was, it, it felt like past years. You know, um, I I went through Denver, and you know, Denver set up that you have all these fans that are kind of sitting on the hill, this hill overlooking the practice field. That was full. So it, it's. I mean, it feels about as close as it, as it can be right now. Um, I think, especially for us, because we have to be designated. Oh, are you two? Are you two M? Are you three O A? Or whatever the designation is, you know, you're still going through that process of making sure you're vaccinated inside or vaccinated, then you're taking your COVID test inside the 14 day window, and all the other hoops you got to jump through. Plus, you see players who have masks on, so you're like, okay, now I know that guy's guy, one of the ones that they're griping about not being vaccinated. But, you know, for the most part, I feel like we're, we're definitely closer. Um, but I also think there is some – I do think there is a little bit of trepidation about what exactly is going to happen with the Delta variant and knowing that every stadium across the, the NFL wants to be full this year. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It was like there, there is this push, and it seems to be working to get every or close to every NFL player vaccinated. On the other hand, you, you can't have those same demands – with your, with your fans, you can have some right. level of demands with it, right? And kind of therein lies the the rub. I mean, I, I I get it. It's great leadership for your community when you're like, hey, we're all getting vaccinated. Now it's your turn. But it is, 
Yeah, I mean, just a fascinating time to be completely honest. Um, let me ask you about the Cowboys. How concerning is this Dak Prescott, that the fact that he's got camp arm already? Um, you know, I well, I I probably wouldn't call it camp arm. You know, I th- I think he made the mistake of loading up at one point. You know, when he you know probably was still working his way in. So when I saw him, um, physically he looked you know, very mobile, you know, the lower body stuff wasn't a concern at all. I mean, it was clear you could see him getting around without any issues, looked healthy, but, um, you know, he was inaccurate that day. And, and I could tell just, you stand there watching me like, yeah, you can tell like it's has not been the normal off season where he's been throwing the ball, you know, with, with the regularity that he would have in, in a, in a normal off season. And so I kind of figured, okay, well, they're going to have to slowly work them in until they get this chemistry. And literally it was with, within like a day or two days where he had that strained arm and, you know, talking to somebody there, it definitely sounds like he just loaded up a couple of times and, and started to feel it a little bit in his arm. I, I guess I would say you'd rather have it happen now than, than later in camp. Um, so you do have the opportunity to rest them. I will bet you this rest will go. I, I guess it's sort of already gone longer than anybody thought. But when they sat him down, I was like, I will bet you that's a minimum two-week sit-down just to kind of let him, um, you know, err completely on the side of caution. Um, I don't think it's anything worse than just some typical soreness of a guy who has not um, thrown in a while and went out there and tried to do too much right away. They are very, very much a Dallas team. Like, when I think of Dallas, I, I think of shiny, bright, shiny things, right? And from C.D. Lamb, who lots of people know they missed on uh to ezekiel Elliott to like you just go down the list like but but they're gonna win or lose based upon the new look defense how does the new look defense seem to look yeah i mean that's a we'll see you know um i would say that that was a deep breath by the way that was a that was a charles robinson joining us yahoo sports that was a we'll see. That's what it felt like to me. That was a deep breath. I mean, that's accurate because I don't know where, look, Demarcus Lawrence is just coming off pup. Okay. So your, your number one DN didn't start the camp. Your number one wide receiver in Amari Cooper didn't start the camp. Um, you know, you've got some important guys on pup. Let's see if those guys can stay healthy. I want to see if Demarcus Lawrence can stay healthy. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's been a back issue for him for a while now, and that's not a good thing. And, um, you know, there are a bunch of other guys who are turning off of, you know, health, like, like you know, Tyron Smith, the left tackle looks amazing, but again, the history of issues that he's had, particularly given, you know, a back issue, um, it does, you know, you can be in perfect physical shape and, and yet still have, you know, back issues pop up during a season defensively. I sit there and I, when I watch him, like, all right, you're clearly going to have to get a lot of pass rush from Randy Gregory. Is he going to be eligible the entire season? Like I see people talking about him being a leader and I'm like, well, just let the guy go a full season before we start calling him a leader. And, um, you know, Micah Parsons, you could see when I was there, they were scheming. They were definitely scheming to get him really involved in the pass rush. I think what they're going to do is you're going to see Jalen Smith probably less involved in the pass rush and Micah Parsons more more involved but the kid Trevon Diggs the the corner who had flashes last year um looked really good at times Uh, to me he was the one guy who really stood out he played I mean amazing while I was there plus you saw a lot of veteran guys in the defense responding to him talking to him he was chirping at the office he just looks like a leader in year two that would help a lot if they could get a corner 
who is a true number one corner, and he may be that. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the the Colts. I mean, this is a weird deal. It's one thing to lose a quarterback to a broken foot. It's another thing to lose a quarterback and a right guard like two days, but then to lose them to kind of the same injury is weird. I, I you can find a quarterback. I feel like replacing um, Quinton is is more difficult because well, one, he's arguably the best in the game, and two, right. nobody's given up any quality offensive lineman at this point in time. Uh, no, you know, no matter what, um, what does this do to the Colts? Well, you're not finding a, a starting guard cheaply, number one, and you're definitely not finding anyone on his level or close to it. Um, yeah, it just it's as you said. I mean, he, he's clearly, clearly one of the top offensive linemen in the game when he's healthy, and and uh, you know, so that's a. I mean, both losses are massive. I mean, the Carson Wentz loss is massive, particularly when you look at the depth chart there. You know, I mean, they pushed all in on Carson Wentz, and they expected him to be healthy. And the fact that he's not is just another log on the fire when it comes to, you know, people criticizing his career, whether it's, you know, what he's turned into, the inaccuracy, some of the issues he might have had with Doug Peterson. But, I mean, more than anything, the health is what's completely disrupted um, his career and, and, you know, hurt the coaching staffs and teams that he's been on. So um, it's a, yeah, it's a very, very rough start for Indianapolis. And, you know, I, again, I, it's not easy to replace an, uh, an all pro guard, but at the end of the day, when Carson Wentz went down, I don't know how you could have looked at Indianapolis and said, yeah, you know, they're going to be totally fine. No, they're not going to be fine until he comes back. And Oh, by the way, once he comes back, you're looking at who knows, two weeks to work himself in where he needs to be four weeks. I mean, how long before he develops the chemistry and rhythm he would have had working with guys in camp. This is a massive, massive disruption to a team that, you know, clearly had Super Bowl aspirations. And I would say that that's a pretty shaky thought right now when you lose guys like this, this early. Okay. So give me the other four camps. Uh, okay. So I did Dallas. I did the Rams. Yep. Going uh, there tomorrow. I did Rams 49ers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Broncos and I just left Cleveland. Well, if you did the Rams, why did you do the, the Chargers? I, I I had to choose between the Chargers and the 49ers, and I really wanted to get up there to see Trey Lance. So, okay, uh, <laughs> what what do you think of Trey Lance? He looked good. I mean, he looked good. I can understand why you know Shanahan wants to work him in slowly. Um, you know, they they he and Jimmy Garoppolo got off to a fast start. By the time I got there, it was it was a a day where you're like, okay, they're thrown into coverage. They're overthrowing guys. Like you can kind of see it's going to take a while for both these guys to get where they need to be. But you know, the thing about Trey Lance, I, I, I was impressed watching him, but he hit Brandon. I ran like a 25 yard crossing route and it looked like Elway throwing a ball from the pocket. I mean, that's the kind of rope that Trey Lance threw. And literally I was like, it felt like practice stopped for a second. And I was like, yeah, that's why, that's why this guy was the pick. Because when he set up and did that, no matter Garoppolo could have the most perfect conditions in the world and never throw a pass like that. And um, but you know, I, t- I talked pretty extensively with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan about it, and they swear up and down that look, they want to start Jimmy as long as they possibly can, and they feel like the true benefit of having Jimmy on the on the roster, and right now they're keeping him on the roster, is being able to start him and not rush Trey Lance. So. In my mind, I want to believe Kyle that he's not going to have an itchy trigger finger and try to switch this really quick to Lance. But 
let's you and I both know Kyle is um, somewhat impatient when it yeah. comes to struggles of a quarterback. So I think if Jimmy struggles at all, he's you're going to see Trey Lance pretty quickly. Yeah, um, and of course there's there, there there's teams that are very needy for a quarterback like the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah. Do they do they go? Do they start the season with the quarterbacks that they have? Unless it's Deshaun Watson, I say yes. Um, you know, when I went in, I kind of watched a little bit, and it was funny because you know I, I see George Payton as a GM, and I'm like, you know, Bridgewater's your starter. I'm like, that guy's clearly going to be your starter. He's consistent. Drew Locke's got the splash stuff, but he's inconsistent. Then Bridgewater went out and and threw three picks in practice. <laughs> I'm like, of course. After I tell the GM Bridgewater's his guy, um, you know I they're going to be figuring this out all season. They really are. I mean, it's Bridgewater's. You know, look, he's mostly a, a, a ten yards and in kind of passer. You're not going to see him push it downfield a ton. Whereas Locke's the opposite. He'll push it downfield, but he'll throw into you know coverage, make mistakes. He's very inconsistent. So to me, I looked at him like this is a team that looks like it's going to be in the quarterback market again. Uh, when the 2022 offseason rolls around. Maybe that's where Aaron Rodgers finally factors in for them. Um, but I truly think that it's going to be them swapping out these two and trying to make it through the season the best they can. Now, I'm telling you, though, if if Deshaun Watson gets moved and the Houston Texans are willing to play with the price and, and try to figure out a way to um, arrange any compensation so that there's some protections built in, I think the Broncos are going to be one of these teams out there, and there could be a handful that will be very, very interested in in going after Watson. As long as there's some protection in case down the line Watson gets suspended for half a season or a full season or whatever. Yeah, I don't, how can you how can you trade him with all trade for him when all that stuff is still pending? You need the you need the protections. You know, I had I had a GM actually, you know, just talking talking to him on in the midst of the trip, and we were kind of talking about Watson. He knows I'm from Houston. He was asking me, you know, what's going on there. And he he proposed what I thought was pretty smart. He said, "Look, just if you're going to do a deal, okay, if it's three first, let's say you just settle on three first. Forget these extra two players or anything else. Three first is a lot. If you're an acquiring team, you look at the Texans. You say, here's the deal." If, if he gets suspended after this for eight games, one of those first becomes a second-round pick. If he gets suspended for a full season, two of those first-round picks become second-round picks. Like You just have to build in protections that make a trade partner feel better about the risk they're going to be taking with Deshaun Watson. And, and I think he's right. I, I think that's how this, is, this gets resolved before the start of the regular season. Otherwise, if Houston's just sticking to straight, you know, hey, we want three high picks and two starting-caliber players – it's just not out there. It's not. Yeah, but the, the, the problem the problem no with out. the the problem with the idea if he's suspended, if he's not suspended, it's, it's not going to be a great pick because it's still going to at least for this year, and and for future years because he's a good player, right? I mean, isn't that it? Doesn't that therein lies the rub? Yeah, I mean, well, it's yeah, it's part of the problem. But you know, they could have traded him if I mean, look, they could have made a move in January. Okay, they could have made a move in February. Like I, Carolina would have given up. And a monstrous deal in January, February for Deshaun Watson. They didn't do it. They had no clue what else was going on with him in his background. And so this is the price they pay. But NFL teams aren't stupid. They're going to sit there and they're going to, they're going to stare at Nick Casario and they're going to go, why are you pretending you're still living in January and February? You are not. That time is over. It's gone. So whatever packages you could have gotten then when you wouldn't pick up the phone, this is now the price you pay 
for what I think some teams see as arrogance. They were like, the guy was arrogant. He didn't want to listen. He, he didn't want to pick up the phone and he wanted to push it and try to force Deshaun Watson to stay. And he didn't know what he was dealing with that was coming down the pipeline with the legal stuff. And, you know, so the situation changes, but no team's going to, unless it's just sheer desperation, no team's throwing out three first round picks and a couple of defensive starters or a couple of starting caliber players. And even if they were, ask yourself this, is that where Deshaun Watson then wants to play? Because he's like, hey, no, no three first round picks gone and a couple of starters. I don't know if I want to play for a franchise that's that desperate. Yeah, I mean Miami and the and the, and then Philadelphia, the other two two teams that are obviously Philadelphia is a team that that feels like uh, would would want to move mountains for them as as they try and, Doug, and change things. But Doug, the Texans do not want to trade him inside the AFC. They no, of do course not. not. Absolutely not. Like they are, if they trade him inside the AFC, you know they had. Philadelphia was coming to the table with nothing. They couldn't talk Carolina into anything, which, you know, Carolina's that's really complicated now because they're on the hook for Darnold's fifth-year option next year. Um, I, I'm just telling you, they, they will bend over backwards to try and find an NFC partner versus an AFC partner because they do not want him existing in the AFC. And they, and they also know if we put him, if we, if we hand this guy to the Denver Broncos, let's just say for picks, they become a Super Bowl team overnight. If we hand this guy to the Miami Dolphins for just picks, they become a Super Bowl team overnight. They know right. automatically some of these teams instantaneously become a Super Bowl-level team. Charles Robinson joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but a fight at a training camp, those things happen. Usually they happen, though, when you bring in another team. This was within the, within the Giants. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Um, what 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 is your personal opinion of uh, of the Giants and where Joe Judd stands? Kind of one year, in, especially seen as so many other expatriates, if you will, have failed in his position. Yeah, I don't. You know, it was funny when Kelvin Benjamin had gotten cut and he came out and he, he kind of criticized Joe Judge as like having something against him. And then you're like, okay, but you 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 weighed like 260 pounds in minis and you came in heavier than that. And they asked you to cut, cut weight down. And I was, I was kind of laughing with another, it was a different team. I was talking to a guy about judge and you know, he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, most, and I kind of tweeted this. He was like, most coaches don't like you if you you show up that overweight and then don't take care of. And, and that's the thing about judge is, He's going to be like Bill. He's going to be like Bill O'Brien. He's Bill Belichick. He's going to be like Bill O'Brien. He's going to be like some of these guys where their personality is very kind of just pretty much straight. Like they're not going to do a lot of BS. And if you don't do what they expect you to do, they're going to cut you and just basically clap their hands together and go, okay, we're done with that. Moving on. And, you know, I think that's going to rub a lot of players the wrong way. Now, if, if there's a lack of success, in New York, um, I would say everybody there is in trouble. I think Dave Gettleman's in trouble. I think, you know, Joe Judge is potentially in trouble. But, you know, judges, the guys who like him, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, I mean, I hate to keep bringing up Belichick, but it's similar in that the guys who dislike him really dislike him. And the guys who like him think, you know, those who don't are just lazy or not talented enough you know, to make it under what his expectations are. But, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of that team. Cause I have no clue what Saquon's really going to look like. I don't know if Daniel Jones is 
and he you did know, can stop turning the football I, I over? Just, I honestly I don't know. I mean, that's exactly that's a good yeah. way to put it. I don't know if he's any good yet. I have no. Well, say, I mean, listen. Same thing with Darnold, right? Like, how much of it was Darnold? Yeah. How much of it was the Jets? Because they just had no players and were poorly coached. It's a really, a really, really hard one to tell. Let me ask you real quick. We're going to the Rams camp tomorrow, so I won't tell you. If you have bad things to say, I won't tell you about them. I, I, I won't uh, relay that. Uh, what when you know you, you saw some Trey Lance wow throws? I was with the Chargers. And again, the same thing. Like I'd been there before with Philip Rivers. I hadn't seen the throws that, that Herbert could make and the move and, right. and the movement. And and plus when, when Justin comes over, he like blocks out the sun. You're like, I don't, right, that yeah. feels like a Greek God, right? Yeah, uh, he's built for it for sure. W- what'd you think of Stafford? You know, I think what's going to be interesting about Stafford. Um, so I talked, I talked to McVay for a while about him and golf. And it's funny because he goes out of his way to not say anything bad about golf. But the second he starts talking about Stafford, he, you listen to him and he will literally go on a five minute diatribe of everything golf wasn't, you know, and he'll talk about, um, Hey, you know, your scheme, when you come in and you're scheming differently and it takes a little while for the defenses to catch up sometimes a year or two. Once that happens as a head coach, you're like, okay, I got to change my scheme. I got to do things differently. And the, the quarterback's got to come with me. He's got to grow and change with me. And he looks at Stafford as being that type of guy who's capable of any type of growth or change, a guy who's capable of maybe exceeding the power of the coach at times and, and affecting the offense in his own way. Just all these, he talks about all these things that I think he felt like Goff wasn't at the end. But look, straight up, he thinks, he thinks Matt Stafford is, a, is an MVP-level quarterback, like a top-five quarterback in the league that, like, skill-wise – this guy is is absolutely a top five staple, and he's going to do that this year. And when Cam Akers went down, and everyone said, "Well, they're going to kick tires and all these running backs," and I went there, they swear they're not going to do it. They're talking about the seventh round pick, Jake Funk, who they think like might be able to factor into picking up a little slack, whatever. I think the reason why they're not doing it is because they seriously think they can lean more on Stafford. I. I think they think like, hey, okay, so Safford throws for 6,000 in a 17-game season. We'll just have to roll like that. That's, I think they believe he can carry this offense in a way that, you know, um, only the best in the league, Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes and guys like that can carry an offense. They, they believe in him that much. Charles, great stuff, man. Uh, where, where's your next travels to? I'm on my way to the Jets, actually, right now. Oh, that one! I that one. Uh, the the boy band singer who leads him at quarterback. I cannot cannot <laughs> wait to hear uh, what what your thoughts are next week. In the meantime, save travels. Uh, you know, make sure you save all those receipts. It's the worst part. I'm just sitting here looking <laughs> yeah. at my desk with all these receipts. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. I'm I'm the world's world's absolute worst with with reimbursements. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see 
see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.